Feeling imperfect, insecure, or inadequate? How do you show kindness, self-acceptance, gratitude, and compassion towards yourself every day? Mental health is a journey, and Switch Research delivers expert guidance along the way. Their mission is to provide you with effective, easily accessible mental health resources to help you become a happier and more resilient you. Switch Research partners with psychologists, clinical therapists, researchers, psychiatrists, and more who have years of academic or clinical experience under their belt to provide evidence-based journals and digital work courses. I have been using the Self-Love Journal for the past few weeks and love how pointed it is, how affordable it is, and that it takes no more than 5-10 minutes out of my day to really get to the core of, of things. Transform negative thoughts into self-love. Use our code BeWellSys20 today at switchresearch.org to get 20% off of your purchase. Again, transform negative thoughts into self-love by using our code BeWellSys20 at switchresearch.org to get 20% off of your purchase. Too often, Black women are a mere afterthought in conversations around wellness but not in this space. On this podcast, the dialogue is always centered around women like you. Welcome to the podcast, but more importantly, welcome to the tribe. Be well, sis. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Be Well Sis podcast. It's me. I'm your friend. I am your cheerleader. I am your confidant. I'm your bestie, and I am your host, Cassandra Dunbar. I don't know why I said all that, but let's just run with it. (laughs) Anyway, how are you? We are in the month of December, so we are literally in the final stretches of the year of 2021. And uh, me, I'm doing all right. I am just trying to hold on. Um, Yeah, there's that meme of Mariah Carey going around. And she's like, I'm going to give it all. I'm going to give the best that I got. I'm going to give it all that I got, whatever. Yeah. And um that's that's me. <laughs> that is me. Yeah, I'm just going to keep holding on. I keep telling myself that if I can keep going at this pace until the end of the year, if I can get to January, I'm going to be all right. Honestly, what I really need is some rest, some real restorative rest, preferably on an island somewhere for a few days. Um, you know, good weather, a beach, a cocktail or two or three. Um, that's really what I would like to happen in January. It probably is not, but it is all good. Your girl is spent, but I'm holding on. So yeah. Uh, anyway, this past weekend, I had the pleasure of attending, um, the International Black Women Travel Jubilee. It is a conference, um, with black female digital nomads and it was super dope. I had the pleasure of leading a workshop. The workshop that I led was called Recognizing and Overcoming Burnout. And I also got a chance to take in a lot of um, the other workshops, which was so, so dope. I knew going into it that I would walk away with the tools to equip me to be a better entrepreneur and you know things of that nature. But I didn't anticipate the connectedness and the sense of community that I walk away with. Um, the weekend's conference was just a beautiful reminder of the importance of community. So they had a chat on Saturday afternoon. So it was like a virtual meeting room. And the women shared takeaways from the morning sessions. And honestly, I was just not prepared for how raw, how vulnerable, and just how natural the conversation would be. Honestly, the room was filled with people that I don't think know each other well, but we talked about real life shit. 
we talked about um, our fears, our um, things that make us sad, things that bring make us happy. I'll be honest, I cried. Um, listening to the women's stories and everything was just so beautiful. And just despite the fact that the women spanned different ages, various ethnic identities, locations, and experience, the one thing that we all shared in common is that we were black women who were trying to uh, forge unconventional paths in order to live the lives that we feel are truly authentic to us. And you know what? Sometimes going against the grain can be isolating. One of the exercises in the Saturday morning workshop, the leader of the workshop asked the attendees to list all of the people who were part of their community. So she qualified your community as people you'd call if you lost everything. And then she asked us to share if we were open. For the majority of us, the lists were really short and we could only rely on less than a handful of people. And that was a really sobering call to action. So I actually want you to do the same. So think right now as you're listening to this podcast, think about who you can call if you lost everything, if you were in a serious, serious bind. Think about the people that you would call, that you know would have your back regardless. So taking in the women's stories was so moving and reminded me of the conversation that I had with Christina Brown of Love Brown Sugar. And Christina Brown is a woman that I have been a fan of for a while. She appeared on my radar back in 2017 when she was featured um, in Dove's beauty campaigns. Um, I was so tired of, and still am kind of really, of the stick thin and overly photoshopped mostly white models and that time Dove featured a diverse array of gorgeous everyday women so in noticing her during that campaign I started to follow her on social media and I just became really enamored and inspired by her message of inclusion self-love and just motivation So before we hop into the conversation with Christina, I will tell you a little bit more about her. So she is the founder and chief curator of the Baby Brown Sugar brand and community. For over a decade, she's been a champion for women's empowerment and inclusivity. In 2009, she created the award-winning blog, which is Love Brown Sugar, which aims to encourage self-love and style inclusivity for women of color. It wasn't until she was pregnant with her daughter in 2013 that she noticed the lack of online spaces that celebrated moms of color like her. As a response, she launched Baby Brown Sugar to celebrate the magic of multicultural moms. Although social media gets a bad rap for being a really harmful place for mental health, there really are some beautiful pockets of the internet where people are truly supported and uplifted. And one of those places is Love Brown Sugar, as well as the platform that she's building specifically for moms of color. Parenting a child of color in America can be especially challenging and nuanced. And without community, listen, it is just that much harder. So the conversation really focuses on the power of community and how having a community is really an important part of our self-care practice. We also talked about how she grounds herself as a busy mom and business owner, her upcoming product launch, which baby I am geeked about, (laughs) and so much more. Christina is such a powerhouse of a woman, but what I really enjoyed about her is just how down to earth and how honest she was about her struggles and her 
and her shortcomings, um, as well as her successes. Um, a lot of times people just sit here and they talk about all the things that they're great at and necessarily all the things that they're still working on. I love that we were able to really relate to one another on things that we're still working on. So I promise you, stick around. It's going to be a beautiful conversation and I know that you're going to come away with something really helpful for not only your self-care journey, your wellness journey, but just life in general, um, especially if you are a parent and or a business owner. So thank you so much for joining. I am so, so glad you're here. Be well, sis. All right. So today I'm super excited. I have Christina Brown with us and mm-hmm. I was just telling her behind the scenes that I came to know of her when she did a campaign with Dove a couple of years ago. Um, mm-hmm. And I was just so happy to see us represent. I was like, you know what, Dove, you guys are doing good. Good job, guys. <laughs> I'm so happy to have you. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you so much for having me, Cassandra. I, you know, we were just talking about how I love um, the space that you've curated here. Um, we don't talk enough about self-care, so I'm just excited to be part of this conversation and hopefully I'm able to um, inspire some other people to, you know, get on their self-care journeys as well. So thank you for curating this. Oh, thank you. Thank you. And I think you will have so much to offer in this space because in this conversation, because you are a woman of so many hats and hats off to you. Number one, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you are a mompreneur extraordinaire. You have a couple different businesses. You have children, um, children who are small, not like teens who are more independent. Like you have kids who very much depend on you and yeah. you're able to show up and how is my question? <laughs> <laughs> that is a very good question. I ask myself that every day, honestly. Um, I think a big piece of how I'm able to show up every day is I've learned to give myself grace um, and to embrace the imperfection that comes with being a mompreneur. Mm-hmm. Um, I did not have an example of this. Um, my mother worked full time. Um, she's a working mom her entire life. She did have a side hustle at one point with my dad. They were caterers. Mm-hmm. And um, because of just, you know, how um, demanding it is to raise a family, um, you know, they had to kind of throw that to the back burner and focus on, you know, working full time um, and raising us. And so this idea of being an entrepreneur and raising my children and kind of having all these different endeavors, um, it's kind of foreign to me. And I'm learning every single day, um, you know, how to navigate this. The way I'm able to show up is just understanding that I'm not perfect, um, embracing that, um, giving myself grace, and also understanding that I have to have help if I want to do all of this. And so even though I look like a one woman show, I am not. <laughs> I have a lot of support and um, it's taken years for me to get comfortable with having that support and then being able to really um, live in that and thrive in being OK with letting some aspects of my business or personal life go so that I could focus. Um, I hate you know, when people ask about, well, how do you balance it all? Uh, There's no such thing. Um, (laughs) There just really isn't. Um, If I am juggling one thing, there are other balls that I can't hold at the exact same time. And so that's how I show up every day with an understanding that this journey is not about perfection. It's about just getting better and serving with excellence every day. 
I love that so much. Uh, the perfection piece is something that I am working so hard on. Mm-hmm. And one thing that I told myself is that I'm just going to try to be a student of life, you know, for whatever reason, I felt like, you know, you're in your mid thirties now, you should have it all. But why, why would I know everything just because I'm a certain age? Like, right. You right. know, that um, is such a, um, I think it, it must be our generation. We are just, we get to these certain points in, in our lives, the, these ages, and it's like, I'm supposed to have this at this point. And it's yeah. like, nah, sis, <laughs> yeah. not necessarily. <laughs> Everybody is on their own journey. Um, yeah. And I went through the same thing in my 20s. When I turned 30, it was like, oh, I'm supposed to have this at this time. Like, why hasn't this happened? We put all this undue pressure right. on ourselves and, um, you know, the obsession with social media doesn't help at all because you're looking to the left and right and thinking, oh, the, you know, so-and-so has this. Why don't I have that yet? Right. You know, why am I not at that place? Um, and so I love the space that you've curated here. And I also love um, just the aspect of community building in general, because when we are able to have more transparent conversations like this, it helps us ease, you know, some of that stress and pressure we're all just figuring things out. Like Mm -hmm. we just have to live life, Mm -hmm. you know? Absolutely. And one thing that I like that you mentioned too, is that you have support and you've embraced support. I think when uh, like our generation looked to like our parents um, and we saw our moms and our aunties and our grandparents, especially as black women doing Mm -hmm. it all, not really realizing that they had community too and they had systems in place. I remember when I was a kid, I was every weekend at some auntie's house, you know, or the cousins were at my house. Like, so they had built in breaks, you know, they had community. And now I'm in a state where it's just me and my husband and our kids. Mm -hmm. So it's different. I think that story is very common now. Like we all aren't Mm -hmm. so close to our, physically close to our family and stuff. So Mm -hmm. we've lost that community aspect to have people to like help us with parenting and just lifing, right? Absolutely. Um, yeah, I agree with that 100%. I think that's the story for um, so many women, so many moms, particularly moms of color. Um, you know, we're in cities and places um, that we didn't originally come from where our parents aren't. Um, I happen to be blessed to be in the same um, area um, and in the same household right now with my my parents. And they, they have been such an incredible support system. But there are so many people who, you know, don't have that story. Um, and, you know, we're ambitious. We're, um, you know, moving and going to different cities for jobs and things like that. And it's great. But we have lost kind of that aspect of community, which is why um, social media for me um, was, was really such a strong pillar, being able to connect with other women of color. And then when I became a mom, being able to transition that into connecting with other moms online. Um, because, you know, back in the day, you might be able to go down the street and have a in-person conversation with somebody about whatever it was that you were going through. Um, but that's just not the case anymore because we're scattered in different places. Um, and so I had really strongly relied relied on my digital mom community to step in and provide some of that support um, and even provide resources. I moved to LA with my kids um, for almost two years and had no family and only a handful of friends out there. 
and I heavily relied on my digital community to give me recommendations for schools in the area, um, nanny um, agencies and sitters, and you know, eventually by way of social media was able to meet in real life in person with amazing moms who are based out there who kind of became like my mom tribe in LA. Um, but that wouldn't have been possible without social media and like digital community building. So I think it's just it's so important because yeah. we are all over the place and um, we don't have kind of the same, it's interesting. We don't have a lot of the same vehicles of, of um, being able to build community in person as we used to. Yeah. Even when I think about like church, for example, mm-hmm. there are a lot of people in our generation that are not going to church every single week. Like we used to when we grew up. Right. And that used to be where you would kind of have a lot of those bonds and meet other moms and meet other you know, people who are in the same kind of life stage as you. Um, and so if you're not actively doing that on a regular basis, you know, separate and aside from COVID, even before COVID, I know yeah. there are a lot of us that kind of have opted out of going every single week and we do the virtual thing, you know. Um, that that's another avenue that we've kind of lost out on being able to connect. So mm-hmm. digital community is just so important. And that's why I've kind of made that the foundation of my career and what I've built is just making sure that people, ha- women of color in particular, have safe spaces. Yeah. You know, one thing that we always talk about or just the media is always talking about is like the dangers of social media and how it could be harmful to us. Right. Um, But there are really beautiful places and beautiful things happening online, too. Um, Speaking of finding communities that are like minded people and, you know, same goal oriented as you, well intentioned people as you. it, It is they are out there. So I actually want to talk about your community, um, Baby Brown Sugar. Yeah, yeah. So I I launched Baby Brown Sugar as an offshoot to my Love Brown Sugar brand. So most people know me as Love Brown Sugar. That's who I am all over social media. Um, when I was in the commercial, they were like, this is Christina Brown of Love Brown Sugar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and so that was a community I started um, just to share my love for fashion, beauty, lifestyle, entertainment, just everything under the sun. Um, And just to make sure that my perspective and other women of color's perspective was represented in media. Um, Because at the time that I launched it in 2009, there just weren't that many of us out here speaking our minds or um, having our voices on that type of platform. Um, So when I launched it, you know, I was in my 20s, I was single, I was just living a different type of life. Um, And then I got pregnant with my daughter and I was like, oh, Oh, I'm on a whole new journey. Um, and I need, I need answers, right? <laughs> I need to find some sort of community with um, other people who are going through the same thing that I am at this stage. And it wasn't my, um, my friends at the time, none of them had kids. Many of my friends still don't have children, my close friends. And so I was kind of the first among my group of friends to go on that journey and, and down that path of motherhood. Um, so I launched Baby Brown Sugar as an offshoot to Love Brown Sugar really to dig into conversations around motherhood, um, product recommendations, and updating my community on what was going on with my daughter when she was born. And it has just grown, you know, so much over time. And so uh, the, at the the beginning of um, this year, I decided that I wanted to relaunch the community um, with the intention of actually launching a product line later this year. Um, and so I'm super excited about going into this new chapter of my brand and business um, because I just feel like, you know, 
representation has always been so important to me and I've been able to do such a great job of it in the digital media space. And so now I'm excited about being able to do that in the personal care space as well. Ooh, I'm excited for you. Yes, (laughs) yes, yes, yes. Um, You said a couple of things that really hit home for me is um, just the new journey of motherhood itself. Um, You know, when I first got pregnant, I didn't realize, I don't know why, but I didn't realize how much of a shift um, it was in everything. Your whole life changes and you have so many questions about things that I just never thought would be a question. When I first had my son, all I was doing was just Googling and looking for like mom blogs. Like, is this normal? Is this abnormal? Should I call the pediatrician? Should I not? Um, so it's so important to have people know moms who have either been there or who are right there with you to help you um, throughout that journey. Community is everything. It's um, so important because these questions pop up. You don't know who you should turn to. Um, also, everyone's experience and journey is so different. Mm-hmm. And so you're looking for these like hard answers, like yes or no, this or that. And it's like, mm, it could be, or it could not be like, yeah. it could be a contraction. It could be gas. Like who knows? <laughs> so yeah, community is so important when you're on that journey. Um, when you're a new mom, even when you go from one to two kids, two to three, mm-hmm. there's so many different stages um, where you just, you want to feel like somebody else understands what you're going through. Mm-hmm. Um, and also you're just looking for answers. And so, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. And um, I, speaking of, you said mentioning um, giving yourself grace. I, my oldest is six. And mm-hmm. at one point I was like mad at myself for not having this parenting thing down. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I have two kids now. Like I've been a mom for six years. Like I should know this. And I was like, hold up. Even though I have two kids, I I will always be a first time mom to a six year old and a seven year old. First time every time. Absolutely. Um, And what I find is that the communities like yours are great because there might be a mom who has she's been through that stage already. And even though it could be, it couldn't be, it's some assurance knowing that, oh, I've seen this before. It's okay. Mm-hmm. It's normal. Yep. It's a phase. It's whatever. Yeah. Right. It's that support and feeling like, oh, I feel seen. I feel heard. Mm-hmm. Um, because there are, there's so many aspects of being a Black woman with children that can be incredibly isolating, right? Yeah. Being yeah. Black in and of itself can be a really isolating experience depending on where you are and what spaces you occupy. Yep. Then add on the additional layer of being a woman and then add on the additional layer of having children. It's a lot to think about. Yep. Yep. <laughs> it's a lot that you're going through. Um, and so I, I love what you said just about understanding like you are literally a first time mom to these children at their different stages. Um, Even when you've already had a seven year old and your next child becomes seven years old, that child is completely different than the first one. (laughs) And let's not talk about their different gender because I have a boy and a girl and I'm like, you guys are like night and day. It's completely different, you know? Um, So I love that you mentioned that because people don't even realize that they think, oh, you know, I should have this thing down after a while never have it down you are always on the journey always even when your children become adults you're still on the journey (laughs) yep 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 and it's okay embrace it like embrace it yep 
Um, tell me about the products that you'll be launching, or is it a secret? <laughs> it's not a secret. Um, <laughs> so it is going to be a personal care line, and the focus um, for this first iteration of the line is going to be on bath and body for babies and kids. Um, my children have skin care concerns, like sensitive skin. Um, they have eczema, um, and so and also dry skin, right? And um, one of the things that I did not find um, as I was actively looking for the perfect product mix is products that, you know, cater to that um, sensitive skin, skin with um, eczema and skincare concerns, but also moist moisturizing and particularly formulated for our skin tone for, for babies and kids with melanin in their skin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so um, because I didn't necessarily see that represented on the shelves, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to create it. (laughs) So um, I decided to take on the task of working with a formulator to come up with an amazing mix of formulas um, for the new line. And I'm really excited to finally release it. One thing I didn't realize is how different, um, you know, product development and coming up with the product line is from what I traditionally do, which is like content creation and community building. Obviously, I know all of those skills and talents are going to add to, you know, you know what I'm doing when I when the products officially launch. But it is a completely different process. It, it requires a different you know, set of, of thought, um, school of thought, different people that have to be involved. Um, so it's been an incredible learning journey for me and a, and a process. And um, I'm really excited to have a community because I'm, I'm going to be kind of bringing them on this journey with me. Mm-hmm. One of the things about me is, you know, whenever I learn something new um, or I'm able to accomplish something, I like to find ways to give that information back out to my community. Um, because at the end of the day, the only way that we grow and thrive is by sharing and, and having those conversations. And so that's what I'm intent on doing, just sharing the process and the journey. I relaunched the, the blog back in August. And so we are now focused on weekly features of different moms and um, having really amazing live conversations on social media around what it means to be um, a mom of color in this country mm-hmm. and um and my goal is for the products to officially launch by the end of this year so that moms everywhere will have access to um, these new products so I'm super excited and also incredibly nervous <laughs> <laughs> if I can be transparent um because I have this is my first time ever releasing a product line um but I am committed to the journey and um, learning and evolving through it so yeah. I'm so excited. Um, both of my kids also have eczema and everything. We spent hundreds of dollars um, the first few months, like testing out different lotions and ointments yep. and everything. Same. Maybe thousands, so much money wasted, mm-hmm. really. So mm-hmm. I'm excited. Sometimes things would work and then it's like, all right, so it works, but now my baby's like ashy. Right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Where's the moisture? <laughs> And the thing that people don't realize is a lot of these companies um, are not intentional about um, testing on babies and kids with with our skin. Um, They don't necessarily have R&D specialists or scientists or chemists on their team that are diverse and making sure that the products meet diverse needs. And so that was really important to me that at the onset of working with the formulator and everything, my formulator is a black mom. 
Mm-hmm. Right. And so she understands the needs, um, you know, of this group of uh, families that we're catering to. Um, that was very important to me. My creative director, the person who's helping me put all the branding together, a black mom, um, the person handling my social media, a black mom. Um, so that that has that. been at the kind of foundation of me building this brand is making sure that the people who um, are going to be consuming these products and purchasing these products for their kids feel like they're represented and that I have those people on my team developing um, the line. I think it's really important. Yeah. And it's going to make a huge difference. Um, It's literally for us, by us. Um, Like you said, (laughs) a lot of the times we're not a thought or we're an afterthought in other Um, organizations and it's just like okay and it's really obvious that we're an afterthought if a thought at all so I'm very very excited I'm looking forward to this thank you (laughs) I know this is um like you're nervous and it's been like a large undertaking but I I know it's going to be all that you want it to be and I know it's going to be impactful for our communities thank you I appreciate that (laughs) (laughs) just keep me lifted in prayer I got you I got you (laughs) Um, So I actually want to talk about self-care. So a lot of times um, we have, I think our generation is getting better about self-care. For those of us who have not felt comfortable making the time and making the space for ourselves, what are your thoughts? um, What are some tips, I should say, for those of us who don't feel comfortable yet? Um, I think the the first thing I think about is doing the internal work so that you understand that you deserve the time. For me, when I first became a mom, um, and I think even before my motherhood journey, I I never really felt like I deserved a day off, right? I was like, okay, I'm out here. I have to grind. Um, My parents sacrificed so much to put me through school. And, you know, I have to represent for this entire uh, subset of... (laughs) of people, right? And in the spaces that I operate in. And so you automatically have that pressure on you um, that you cannot uh, squander the opportunities that have been given to you. And so self-care is not really even part of the equation. We, We work harder. We know we have to work twice as hard to get half as much recognition. So all of that has been kind of ingrained in us so that um, the idea of like taking a break, relaxing self-care, it has to be learned, Right. And I think we're getting as a community to a point where it is more acceptable for you to go in and see a therapist and take care of your emotional and mental health um, and all of that. But it's it's a journey. Um, So I would say on my end, I had to just really understand, like, I deserve the time off. Um, I deserve to take care of myself. Um, And it's actually necessary for me to take these breaks and take care of myself because I can't pour from an empty cup. I am unable to give my children everything that they need to give everything that I need to give to my business and my team. Um, I can't do any of that if I'm not whole and in a good place. So that's where I started. And um, I'm just so grateful. I'm on a journey. I'm not, <laughs> let me tell you, there, there are weeks upon weeks that I go without t- properly taking care of myself. Um, but I'm getting a lot better about it. Mm-hmm. And like you said, it's a journey. Um, and, and we're human. Sometimes we'll like fall off, then we'll get back up. And, and the, the point is just to get back up and to recognize you deserve and you need. Um, and I love that you said that we deserve, like, just being alive and being here is 
that's it. That's the requirement for, for taking care of yourself. That's it. You don't have to earn it. You don't have to earn rest. That's wild that I right. used to feel that way. Like once I get all these 11 things done, then I get some I rest. Take a what? <laughs> At that point, I'm like barely hanging on. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. But that's what, that's what we think. It's like, oh, I got to get all these things checked off my list. Mm-hmm. I have to get this dissertation written. I have to get this product off. The, it's like, no, actually you're doing yourself a disservice if you don't pause yep. and rest so you can get a fresh wind and, and keep moving forward. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't realize that until it was, um, I was like at a breaking point. Um, you know, I was stressed out. I was tired. Um, emotionally I was all over the place. I was in the middle of, um, a depression and didn't even realize it. Right. Because I just, I was like, I got to keep moving. I keep pushing forward. Um, and that's dangerous. You Mm got to be at a place where you understand, um, you know, the importance of taking those breaks so you, you don't get to that point um because at that point you're not, you're useless you know yep. <laughs> you're no good to anybody and not, yep. to, not even to yourself yeah um so yeah it, it is a journey I've learned a lot over these past mm-hmm. few years <laughs> yeah um what is something that you know now that you wish you knew a little bit earlier or you wish you knew sooner Who? that's a good one who I could write a whole book about that <laughs> <laughs> One of the main things I wish I knew sooner is that it is okay to ask for help. It is okay to invest in getting the right help um, so that you are not doing things that you um, are mediocre at. You're not doing things that waste a lot of your time and don't bring value to your life to your household, to, you know, what your purpose, right? Um, And it it took me a while to get to that point. I felt guilty for hiring a cleaning lady. Like I didn't grow up having a cleaning lady in my house. My mom was the cleaning lady. And so I just thought like, I'm supposed to do all these things. I got to manage this business. I got to take care of the kids. I need to clean, cook, laundry, all this stuff. Sis, I'm not doing that anymore. Right. I have a cleaning lady that comes at least twice a month to help with the, with the household chores. I drop off my laundry at the wash and folds mm-hmm. <laughs> and, make, and go pick it up, right? Mm-hmm. Like I have set aside finances so that I can outsource the things that don't bring me any joy that take up a lot of my time so I can focus on spending time with my kids coming up with creative and innovative ideas for my business um you know having conversations like this like Mm -hmm. I'm not cleaning right now so I can be here (laughs) (laughs) so I wish I had um I had embraced that a little bit earlier on because I I literally used to try and do everything and like I said it burned me out yeah and you know I I had to, I had to figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when you were saying that about the the cleaning person, I remember my husband, we were at um, like a family function and he mentioned that we had a cleaning person and I was like, oh my God, he's telling me this. No, this was a secret. I was mortified. Now I'm just like, wait, what am I embarrassed about? He has to come to help. Like, I can't do it all. Like, I had to check myself real quick. Like we are literally embarrassed to say it out loud. Like you don't even want to say it out of your mouth. I remember the kids came home. <laughs> the kids came home after the cleaning lady had cleaned up um, one day and said, oh, Claudia, her name was Claudia. Claudia was here. Um, the cleaning lady was here. And hearing it out of their mouths, I was like, man, I, I would probably be embarrassed if somebody else was in the room <laughs> besides me hearing those talk about, oh, the clean lady must be here because the house is clean. Like, damn. 
dang, it couldn't have been me. Like, <laughs> that's how I felt, you know? But I had to let that go. I'm like, I gotta let this guilt go. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. And it's guilt for what? Like, you know, the right. thing is too, is like you create a lifestyle for yourself where you you can afford yourself these things, right? It's really nothing to be ashamed of. And nobody, it's a myth that, that we can do it all. Like, yep. What yep. is define all? You know what I mean? Right. So, that part. Yeah. And, and like you said, we need to um, do some self-work and to know um, where are we wasting our time. That is a big one. Mm-hmm. It's okay to quit some things. It is completely yep. okay. If it's not serving you, it's okay to quit. It's yeah. okay to quit or to outsource. Yeah. Because there's some stuff that is absolutely necessary. It has to be done. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't mean that you have to do it. You can find someone who actually gets joy. There's some people who yeah. get joy out of folding laundry. There's yeah. some people who get who get joy out of doing taxes. Hire them. Yep. <laughs> yep. And- Hire- um, you know, yeah, they'll make your life easier and they'll do it so much better. And it's okay. Yeah, so, so true. Yeah. Um, so before we wrap up, I'd like to ask two questions. Uh, the first question is, what is a book that you'd recommend to the tribe? And it could be about anything at all. Mm, my fa- One of my favorite books is The Four Agreements. Yeah. Um, one of my absolute favorite books. Um, it is just basic life philosophy that you can come back to. I think I read it at least once a year just to give myself a refresher. Um, and it just talks about important agreements that you have to make with yourself and with the world around you, um, you know, in order to survive and, and to be sound mentally and emotionally um, and also to, to live in your purpose. Right. Um, so, yeah, I would definitely recommend The Four Agreements. It's one of the best book recommendations I've ever gotten. <laughs> yeah, I love that one, too. My favorite agreement is it's not about you. Um, mm-hmm. So many times I would Don't think that, like, personally. man, I took everything. For some like, they probably not even thinking about making this decision. It yep. really is not about me. Like, yep. everybody's just trying to do their best, and that's it. Uh, absolutely. So, I love yeah. that one. One of my favorites is um, the importance of being impeccable with your word. And the reason I think I love it so much is because that one is is so hard for me. Like, I want to be able to say exactly how I'm feeling in the moment, you know, express how I'm feeling. But I struggle with being worried about what people are going to think or worried that I'm going to hurt someone's feelings. Um, And you carry a lot of weight emotionally and mentally when you're holding those things in and trying your best to basically people please. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, that, that book is a good one. Y'all got to get it. If you don't have yeah. it, go get it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then my last question is what's something that's brought you some joy in like the last few days? Ooh, that's a good question. Movie night with my kids. Ooh, um, what did you guys watch? <laughs> we watched Karate Kid um, a couple days ago. Um, and the reason we did movie night, we normally do movie night on Friday nights, but I am traveling right now for a speaking engagement. And so um, I knew I wasn't going to be around this Friday. So we did it a little bit early, broke mm-hmm. some rules and, and did movie night on a school night. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just brings me so much joy because it's our uninterrupted time, yeah. um, family time and, you know, different people in the family will join. Sometimes grandma will join daddy will join whoever um and it's just our time we pop popcorn you know we we get down and watch the movie um the kids always have crazy antics and you know random commentary like (laughs) i'm like i could never take y'all to a movie theater because (laughs) they just be talking all throughout 
about the movie, arguing. It's hilarious, but it's it's our time. It's something that we've um, made into a family tradition. And so mm-hmm. that's what brings me so much joy about it. Like every week and without fail, they're like, movie night, where's the popcorn? Mm-hmm. Like it's time. I love um, it. Okay. <laughs> and I'm thinking about when the kids get older that they'll, this will be a memory that they'll remember. Like, oh, we always had movie night at my house. That's yep. beautiful. Yep. I'm, I'm one of the things I'm looking forward to um, is right now I'm um, on the market and trying to buy a house um, and I want to have like a theater room in my new home that we can have our movie nights in. That's like my ultimate goal. So um, it's up on my vision board. Like it's happening. Um, it's it's going to happen. <laughs> it's going to happen. Okay, yeah. <laughs> um, this was so, so good. Thank you so much for being here and talking and sharing your wisdom and your light. And thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank you, Cassandra. I appreciate it. I love this conversation. Um, I will put all the information about you, your website, um, where you're on social media, as well as um, Baby Brown Sugar, um, all in the show notes. And I also write a blog post about this, too. I'm really, really excited for you. I'm looking forward to the launch. You know what I used to struggle with? Eating a diet that's nutrient-dense enough for me to get all of my dietary needs met through what I eat alone. I am no longer a passenger on that struggle bus because one tasty scoop of athletic greens contains 75 vitamins, minerals, and whole food source ingredients, including a multivitamin, multimineral, probiotic, green superfood blend, and more that all work together to fill the nutritional gaps in my diet, increase my energy and focus, aid with digestion, and supports a healthy immune system, all without the need to take multiple products or pills because baby I can't do it and it's lifestyle friendly whether you eat keto paleo vegan dairy free or gluten free it just fits and it contains less than a gram of sugar without compromising on taste and right now athletic greens is doubling down on supporting your immune system during these times and they're offering my audience a free year supply of vitamin d and five free travel packs with your first purchase if you visit my link today. So you'll basically never have to buy vitamin D again. <laughs> to redeem your offer, simply visit athleticgreens.com slash bewellsis. Again, to redeem your offer of one year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs, visit athleticgreens.com slash bewellsis. Thanks again for listening to this episode of the Be Well Sis podcast. For more information on anything discussed in this episode, please see the show notes and or visit www.bewellsispodcast.com. Oh, and don't forget to leave a five-star rating on Apple. Until next time, be well, sis.